0: Welcome once again to Sales Pipeline Radio. So grab your board, catch a wave, and let's see what's new out there in the world of sales pipelines with our intrepid explorer, Matt Hines. Where are you exploring surfing today? Well,
1: first of all, Paul, happy uh, happy Thursday. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm actually doing really good here. It's a beautiful day today. We had a little little bit of drizzle in Southern California. That that causes a lot of uh, sad faces. But uh, looking better I'm freak today. Freak
1: out when it starts to rain oh. in Southern California.
0: Oh my goodness
1: my goodness all right well uh yeah it's, uh, i am i am in san francisco about to head back to seattle where uh, i don't know what it's doing up there but it's beautiful here today and uh definitely thinking about our friends on the west coast or east coast especially those in the southeast who uh a little bit of weather coming so yeah, uh, hopefully right. everyone stays safe and
0: we're complaining uh, about drizzle and they've got hurricanes coming i'm sorry to Yeah, it can be, a, it can
1: be <laughs> a little bit more than drizzle yeah, yeah. but uh excited to be here wait i am in san francisco this week for the Dreamforce conference uh for those of you in sales you probably know it intimately and for maybe many of you are at the conference today or listening to this afterward on demand uh on sales pipeline or you can find our our, our podcast on google play and the itunes store as well but uh yeah, boy, me and uh, about 160,000 of my good sales friends here. It is um, as, as advertised. It is, a, it is always a great conference. It is always good content, good networking. Uh, only at times soul crushing in terms of the volume of people and the inability to get around. And the area around Moscow,ing if you if you've been to the to this year's show, I mean, it's, it's all under construction. Like to half, half of the roads are shut down for a variety of reasons. So a little more difficult getting around, but certainly has been an interesting event and uh, I know uh, our guest today is a veteran of sales conferences and speaks a ton, uh, is one of the top 50 sales influencers in the country and uh, very well may have been at this show as well, 160,000 people. You don't always run into everybody, but uh, Deb Calvert is our guest today. Deb, thanks very much for joining us.
2: Matt, thank you. Yes, I am local-ish. I'm in San Jose, so get in and out of Dreamforce uh, every year and you're right, it can be mind-blowing the number of people and the choices that you have of how, how do i even begin to make the most of my time here so i'm with you
1: it's crazy it's totally nuts uh but uh, excited to have you on here glad we could grab some time uh, deb calvert folks is the author of the book discover questions get you connected uh she's an author speaker trainer um, she leads uh, the stop selling and start leading movement. We're going to talk a lot more about that over the next few minutes. But um, you know, Deb, we want to start with just you know a little bit of your background. You've been in sales and sales management and sales leadership training for a very long time. Talk a little, just give our your, our guests a little bit of a background on who you are and where you where you're coming from.
2: You bet. Well, sales all my life. I was the kid who at five was walking around with the little red wagon. Filled filled with vegetables from our garden, and I'd go door-to-door and sell vegetables. And um, I've always done something in selling. I was always the top campfire candy salesperson because the incentive was to earn a week at camp, and I always wanted two or three weeks at at Camp Shawnee uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. And then I sold advertising, and then I went to a corporate Fortune 500 and oversaw sales training and and sales development. Um, And I've been in business for 10 years now, People First Productivity Solutions, we teach sales trainers. We work with sales managers. We consult on sales productivity. But my first love is always the first-line, front-line seller. And so mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time working as a sales coach in the field and doing buyer's research uh, to help sellers improve what they're doing.
1: So talk a little you. more about this Stop Selling and Start Leading movement. So for folks that want to learn a little more about this, you can, you can check it out at, at Deb's website. It's just peoplefirstps.com. Backslash stop dash selling dash start dash leading and we'll put that in the notes of the uh, for the podcast as well so everyone can click on that. But is uh, help me understand what this means because you're basically uh, you're, it sounds like you're telling salespeople to stop selling which sounds counterintuitive. Talk a little more. I'm sure that's not what you mean in, in, uh, you know uh, in reality. But tell a little more what you mean by stop selling and start leading.
2: You bet. So stop selling does not mean stop making sales. Stop selling means maybe it's time to abandon certain kinds of stereotypical sales behaviors that we all know aren't serving us well anyway. And if I were to abandon some of those behaviors, what would I replace them with? And what we're hearing loud and clear from buyers, and that we just finished a a huge buyer research study I'm in partnership with the University of Santa Clara and with Barry Posner and and Jim Kuzis, who are the authors of the Leadership Challenge. We know what buyers want, and what they want are certain leadership behaviors, and we've been able to identify exactly what those behaviors are and how they would replace selling behaviors in a way that buyers would then be motivated to meet with you more often, more readily, and more likely to buy from you. So buyers themselves are are giving us this feedback, and we've got it broken down into 30 behaviors that buyers find to be more desirable from their sellers. And and I think that's kind of cool because there have been a lot of mixed messages out there. This research validates many of those other bodies of research, Uh, And it also gives us a slightly different uh, point of view because it it elevates some behaviors over others. So just a ton of clarity that comes out of this whole movement.
1: That's fantastic. We're talking today with Deb Coward on Sales Pipeline Radio. She's the author of discover questions get you connected and a uh an instructor at uc berkeley is a certified master of the leadership challenge and so not a whole lot of people if anybody that is as qualified to be talking on this topic um you know you mentioned i think you know 30 specific focus areas can you give people like an insight uh, we'll, we'll definitely make sure we send people off to the website as well but give people a little taste of sort of what they're going to find there
2: You bet. Okay, so first thing I want to say about that particular page on the website, I really do hope a lot of listeners will go there because we have just opened up another aspect of our research, and that's the part where we want sellers to come in and tell us their personal best, your your story. That's all we're looking for in this survey, your story about when you were at your personal best in selling because we're going to interface that with the buyer's research and be able to see how those behaviors line up. And for sellers who tell us their story, there's an incentive. You're sellers, after all. We'll do a prize drawing. Now, this is going all the way through March 2017. But when it wraps up, we'll do a prize drawing for everybody who's eligible. And we've got some cool prizes like a $500 travel voucher and and some other good stuff. All of that's right there on that web page. When you go to that page, the other things that you will find are the written um, articles that we are releasing, and those are going to start to come hot and heavy. And you'll find this podcast as well as some other ones, uh, this radio show, some other podcasts, and some bits and pieces of the research. There's also an infographic, and you'll start to see a lot more. So not only come to that page, but bookmark it and stay tuned for, for more to come.
1: It's amazing and we live in such an amazing time when all this information is available i think you know if you're in sales and marketing you're not taking advantage of some of this just the, the free content available from folks, folks like deb and others we've had on the show uh you just miss you now i mean this is the kind of stuff that i think is always you at least had to buy a book to get access to some of this or you know attend a workshop or spend a lot more money and uh you know clearly deb you know you've got a, you've got a business to run as well but uh sort of, you know kudos to you for being so generous with some of this content that you've got up here um talk a little bit about the topic and i want to make sure we also talk about the book uh, discover questions get you connected you know i was really impressed with this book as i kind of walked through it really helped me think about a different way to engage with folks you know talk about the idea of discover questions and what that means for you
2: okay and and it does interface so not two entirely different topics but discover is an acronym and this was my initial buyer research this That book represents 20 years of research with buyers, interviewing buyers, to see how they were reacting to the questions that salespeople asked them. And as I was doing that research with buyers and as I was observing sellers, it occurred to me that there were only a finite number of of reasons why we'd ever ask a question, not just buyers and sellers, but people, why we would ever ask someone else a question. And I landed on the fact that I, I, I can only find eight reasons, purposes, that we'd ever ask a question. And that made, for a nice acronym, DISCOVER, each of those letters stands for a purpose or a reason why you would ask someone a question. And the point isn't that you now have a a nifty little acronym. The point is most salespeople only ever ask questions for three or four reasons. And if you open this up, if you then start to access the other five reasons for asking questions, You can be super efficient in getting to exactly what you need to move the needle, to advance the sell with your buyers in a way that's high value for them. So these questions also create real and meaningful value, poof, like in an instant, just because you're making them think and you're opening up the the conversation to some very critical information that they need to discover for themselves too.
1: So I'm sure you see that. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure you get sold to on a regular basis. I certainly get a lot of sales pitches, and I'm and I'm constantly surprised and I'm dismayed at how many salespeople go straight for the product conversation. Uh, they want me to immediately be interested in the product without really kind of providing any kind of context. What What are some of the keys you have found to help sales reps and even sales managers and sales trainers understand the need and the value of asking those type of questions in advance? to set the stage for what becomes sort of more of a presentation of the product and service?
2: Yeah, I love that question, Matt. You know, first I want to I want to empathize a little bit with salespeople because it's hard. It's hard as you're working your pipeline. It's difficult to even get somebody on the other end of the phone. And when they do, you get that adrenaline rush and, and wow, you want to just – Get them to buy. Get them to Mm -hmm. to pay attention Uh, because it's so often that we don't get somebody on there. So at a minimum, we're trying to qualify. I hope you won't mind me doing something unexpected here. There are questions you can ask someone in the first five seconds that, that you work with them, that you meet and connect with them, and those questions will open the conversation up and pique their interest in a way that you can be a lot more elegant and a lot more effective in advancing the sale. Um, And I did put together a one sheet that I've used for some other purposes, but if anybody's listening and they actually want to get those questions that are pretty cool in terms of opening up the conversation, um, they could just email me. My email's on the website, so you're already uh, connected to it. And I'll send you the one sheet. I'll I'll send you a free chapter of the book. I'll send you whatever you think's going to be useful. Um, And the reason, Matt, that I do give away a lot of content, you mentioned that earlier, is... People helped me. When I was selling early on in my career, I got good because I had lots and lots of support and help. And for me, this is just about kind of giving it back out there um so Absolutely. i'd encourage people to be in touch
1: that's great no thank you for that offer and for folks who want to take advantage of that you can visit uh people first ps the sales for people first productivity solutions it's uh deb's business and uh yeah i mean there's just so many great uh, resources on the site uh you know great content great great tools uh just fantastic stuff and i think you're right i think you know these it's a matter of sometimes helping your prospects or your, your sales team understand that the, the, the key to getting more presentations is getting prospects at the point where they want it, getting prospects at the point where they want to hear more about the solution, and you're not going to get there unless you get them curious, unless you get them to challenge the status quo they're working on. You know, and it's certainly it's been interesting just the last, you know, couple of days here at Dreamforce walking around the trade show floor and getting a sense for how people do that. We get a lot, I'm sure, as you do as well, get a lot of bad sales rep phone calls and emails. And unfortunately, I found that many of those folks are apparently live at the trade show floor trying to do the exact same thing. Um, doesn't always work. Uh, We're going to have a lot more with Deb Calvert as we get back from our – we're going to take a little commercial break here. We're going to talk about uh, something she's talking a lot these days, the the idea of the all-new needs assessment. We're going to talk more about that, Uh, share a few more pieces of feedback from uh, what we're seeing here on the Dreamforce floor with some trends in sales we're seeing coming up, Uh, and lots more. Thanks very much for joining us today. This is Sales Pipeline Radio.
0: In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And... Amazingly, you can download it for free, HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics, you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, Marketing.com.
1: Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows
0: into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. And now back to Matt and his guest.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks again so much, everyone, for joining us here. Sales Pipeline Radio Live every Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. You can always catch replays of all of our shows on salespipelineradio.com. You can get a shortened transcript of every one of our conversations with our great guests at our website at heinzmarketing.com and subscribe to our podcast. It's just replays of these great events uh, that come straight to you, even if you can't make every episode live. It's just at the Google Play or iTunes store, and you'll find those there. Coming up, we got some great guests. Uh, in next week, uh, we will have Jamie Shanks. I'm super excited to have Jamie. He is one of the pioneers of the social selling movement. He has just published his first book, Social Selling Mastery. Uh, it is masterful. Uh, it is a very good primer on social selling and putting that into the context of modern selling overall today. So have Jamie Shanks followed by Matt Benati, who is the CEO of a product called Lead Gnome. Uh, if you want to make better use of the out-of-office messages we all receive on a regular basis and put those to work for you, uh, getting more leads, updating your database, you're going to want to check out what he's got to say as well. So excited for a couple of upcoming guests. Got a few more questions here for uh, for Deb Calvert, our guest today on Sales Pipeline Radio, who is the president of uh, who's the president of People First Productivity Solutions, and is the author uh, of the recent book uh, Dis- Discover Questions Get You Connected, the uh, founder of the Stop Selling and Start Leading movement. And Deb, um, I did want to talk a little bit about sort of this all new needs assessment. I know that you've been spent a lot of time talking about that. Give people a sense of what that means um, and, and what that entails.
2: Sure, D- needs assessment forever in selling has been about diagnosing the need it's it's a diagnostic process it's no different from walking into the doctor's office and expediently the doctor asks you a couple of questions writes the prescription and sends you on your way but that's not appealing to buyers anymore buyers we all know they're they're empowered they are exposed to many more choices and options than ever before and they're demanding And they want something different. They don't want to be asked those canned, quick questions and sent on their way with a ready prescription. They want to have a dialogue. They want to participate in creating what they want. They want to have a voice in the whole process. And so in the needs assessment, they want you to to listen. They want to be able to expound on their answers and on the things that matter to them. They want their value to be front and center, just like we do because we're buyers too, And when we're at the doctor's office getting frustrated by those canned questions, that's how buyers feel too, by our canned questions. So this needs to be not a diagnostic needs assessment, but a dialogic needs assessment. The kinds of questions you ask are actually fewer, but they're higher quality, they're elevated, and they they bring to the surface much more quickly what matters to the buyer and why. So we've got to get there. And, and that goes hand-in-hand hand with stop selling and start leading because what I'm describing, enabling, creating some vision, challenging, getting value to the surface, all of that, that that's the work that leaders do too. Yeah.
1: The diagnostic process, I think, is something that a lot of salespeople have been thinking about for a while and is, is familiar to many people who have been uh, especially following the challenger sale. But dialogic is a new topic for me. Can you, can you break that down a little bit maybe give an example of what that means in in in, in, the, in the field
2: that and it does also go <clears throat> with with challenger selling so leaders challenge and and that particular point of view resonates with the stop selling and start leading movement dialogic means i'm not going to ask you five questions that are qualifying questions and then three questions that are going to funnel you into a certain product solution that's diagnostic Dialogic is going to have a different sort of a of a funnel and it aligns with the buyer's process. It gives credence to the fact that buyers have probably already done a little research, they understand their need, they understand your products better than you think they do. So they're impatient with your qualifying questions. We need to get more aligned around that. And then buyers, since they have already thought some of this through, and they are pushing you to do something a little different, we align with where do they want the the product demo, where do they want to be uh, in terms of of the conversation that we're having about price. We we can't delay it the way we used to until it suited us and until we had what we perceived to be our value uh, proposition in front of them. Instead, it's flipped. We're aligning with the buyer's process. We're asking the questions to determine where they already are. We're hearing them, listening to them. An example of that would be, you know, tell me more about your process and your decision-making criteria. What got you to this point where we're meeting? Very different from the way it used to be where we'd never consider asking that question until perhaps we were about to close. We need to be aligned with the buyer, so we have to understand the buyer and ask questions that are a little bit vulnerable for us to open up
1: the dialogue. We're talking to Deb Calvert here about more buyer-centric selling on Sales Pipeline Radio. and What are some of the key obstacles or key challenges that you see in, in facing sales teams that want to adopt this as part of their 2017 plan? You know, I guess another way to ask that would be in Q4, as people are listening to this, what are things sales teams can do to prepare themselves for this kind of a shift in selling?
2: Yeah. First, understand. Understand your buyer. There's, there's a lot of research that most companies are already doing about buyer journey. so pay attention to that. It's not just for the marketing folks. It's, it's not just for the, the, the social team. This, this is for the frontline seller to understand really in-depth, B2C or B2B. And then, when you understand your buyer, begin to put yourself into their shoes. Really think about what kinds of questions you might be asking that are off-putting to them. Come up with some different kinds of questions. Take a look at Discover Questions and Stop Selling, Start Leading and tons of other great resources that are out there to help you get this kind of, of mindset. And then be willing to try something different, including enabling your buyers. This is one of the most important findings out of the Stop Selling and Start Leading buyer research. Your buyers want to participate in creating what they want. Just like when they go to Chipotle and build their own burrito, how can you help them build with you, beside you? Not that you're bringing insights to them, but that they're co-creating insights with you. Get yourself ready to do that work, and you'll, you'll be a rock star in 2017.
1: Absolutely. That's great advice. Uh, well, if anyone wants to learn more about Deb and her work, you can definitely check her out at peoplefirstps.com. If you want to get a copy of her book, Discover Questions, Get You Connected, you can certainly find that on her website as well and as well as on Amazon. And Deb, I guess as we have to wrap up here in a couple of minutes, you know, give me a sense of where all this is leading as we go into 2017 as a lot of organizations start planning for the resources they need to to hit their number and beyond, um, you know, what are your recommendations to start to operationalize this in the organization?
2: You know, I, I think so much of this work has begun. If you're not familiar with Forrester's work on customer experience, get familiar. There are many steps there that are easy to operationalize, and, and if you don't have those in place, you need them, you want them. And then think about uh, the steps that, that would get you closer to your buyer. The vulnerability, yes but the actual steps that will get you through the uncomfortable part of that so that you can be more responsive and so that you become the seller and the sales organization of choice to your buyers because we all know word of mouth has become more powerful. I even think that the buyer process has a new step, and that's the step of reviewing the people that they work with. So let's stop resisting that. Let's just get on board with it and and make us the one that's going to be chosen. Uh, that's what buyers tell me. And going back to my Discover Questions research, over and over again, they kept saying something like this: "Well, I choose this, to do business with that seller because I felt dignified, I felt respected, I felt like they really listened." Operationalizing the steps to to create that sense of who you are with your buyers, it's essential. We can't we can't dodge it. We have to
1: do it. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I want to thank our guest today, Deb Calvert, who's is- Generous enough to join us, definitely check her out at peoplefirstps.com. If you want to hear our conversation with Deb again, you'll be able to check that out in its all its full glory at salespipelineradio.com, as well as via our podcast that is available on Google Play and the iTunes Store. Uh, Make sure you tune in every Thursday, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. Next week, we're going to have uh, Jamie Shanks, the author of Sales. Social Selling Mastery, who's going to talk about uh, how that's evolved into a pretty critical element for selling for a number of B2B professionals. Uh, With that, thanks so much for joining us. From San Francisco and Dreamforce, this has been Matt Hines. Thanks very much for joining us. Sales Pipeline Radio.
0: As always, you've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio on the Funnel Radio Channel.